What's up, everyone? Welcome to another week of the Gouache Universe podcast. I'm your host, Gouache, that comic book artist that discusses comics, movies, science fiction, and pop culture news, all while changing the universe, one subject at a time. So we got a lot to talk about this week. Last week, we had an epic review of the Snyder Cut, Justice League. So if you haven't heard that yet, make sure you check that out. You can find it on this podcast. But without further ado, let's get into it with this week's news. So, speaking of the Justice League Snyder Cut, got some news coming to us from flickeringmyth.com and the title says Warner Media CEO shuts down hope for hashtag restore the Snyderverse <laughs> just that title alone is enough to, to set me off <sighs> let's see what it says it says while fans worldwide celebrate the critical and audience reception of the Zack Snyder's Justice League, it seems like Warner Media sees it as a farewell party. Oh, come on. In an interview with Variety, Warner, Warner Brothers Media Studios CEO Ann Sarnoff spoke about the Snyder Cut. When asked about the fan movement that got it released, she said they were happy to allow the fans to see all four hours of Zack's vision. Uh, but when pressed about the growing movements to restore the Snyderverse, a hashtag that has picked up steam over the past few days, which I might add, I actually in, have joined also. Um, Sarnoff puts a final nail in that coffin, stating, huh? <sighs> stating, with that comes the completion of his trilogy, says the CEO. We're very happy we've done this, but we're very excited about the plans we have for all the multi-dimensional DC characters that are being developed right now. Yeah, characters and stories that we don't want to see. Why are they giving us things that we don't want to see instead of giving us things that everyone wants to see? Everyone wants to see A Man of Steel 2. Everyone wants to see where this story that was set up by Zack Snyder so brilliantly, like I said, if you haven't seen my or listen to my previous podcast where I do an in-depth review uh, with a special guest Calvin Simmons we do an in-depth review of the Snyder Cut um, make sure you check that out and uh, just I think it's episode uh, the previous episode of this podcast but um yeah man I mean I just don't I don't understand what's going on over at Warner Brothers Media man I mean if you got something that's working then why would you not want to move forward with something that's obviously working? I mean, this is like one of the first films out of the DC pantheon of films where, you know, everyone is on one accord. Everyone is in agreement that this film is good. You know, I mean, everyone loved it. I mean, coming from me personally, I've been kind of off board with the DC films ever since Man of Steel. I mean, Man of Steel to me is like, that was the top. You know, before that it was the Dark Knight trilogy and everything. But uh, when Man of Steel came out, I just thought that film was brilliant. I can watch that film over and over. Um, but after that, you know, 
uh, like I said in the previous podcast, when I was reviewing, uh, you know, the Snyder Cut, that for me, most of the other films in the DCEU, as they were calling it, you know, they didn't really they didn't really gel with me. I didn't really uh, I didn't I wasn't feeling them too good. But, you know, with this Snyder Cut, I mean, this film just hit every every bell and whistle. I mean, I just thought this film was just brilliant. And um, it really kind of took me back to how I felt about the Man of Steel, about Man of Steel. And not only me, not only me, am I feeling this way, but apparently, you know, it's getting critical praise. It's getting, you know, fan praise all around. I mean, this, to be honest, this is the kind of, you know, praise from a film that, you know, we usually see over in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, because they seem to can't do no wrong. But, um, you know, I mean, all around, I mean, I'm the first to tell you, I, I loved it. I loved uh, the Snyder Cut. I love what he did. I love the vision. I thought the story took its time to build itself. But all that to say, if you have something that's working, why not continue in that universe? I know they said they have their set plans, but I mean, if this is something that is obviously working and you see what you've been doing is, is not working, then why would you want to, as she says, put a nail in that coffin? I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, you want to you want something at the end of the day, it is a company and it's a business. And with that business, you want to see a return on your revenue. I mean, you want to see return on your product. And so if you see something that's getting worldwide recognition and praise and critical praise from fandom, from critics, from everyone, then why would as a business, why wouldn't you want to move forward with that? I mean, even even just as. I mean, just when you think about it, they're saying that they're not going to move forward with this Snyderverse. How can you not? Because, I mean, you're still using the actors from this Snyderverse. I mean, you're still using Gal Gadot is still Wonder Woman. Uh, as far as I know, Ben Affleck is returning as Batman. Aquaman, uh, Jason Momoa is still Aquaman. Uh, in fact, I think they're about to start filming. Um... I don't know. I think I've read somewhere that they were going to start filming soon, either this summer or uh, this spring sometime. Uh, I know it's sometime shortly, but I'm, my point is you're still using the actors from the Snyderverse. So it's like, how can you not move forward with it? I mean, are you going to pretend like what happened in the Snyderverse is not doesn't exist? Or I mean, are you going to continue to go move forward with a, a, a story plot line that obviously is not, you know, not popular with the fans you know i mean let's just call it what it is you know the the theatrical cut of the justice league was yeesh. i mean I, I just i don't want to say something is bad or trash but uh look the writing's on the wall i mean nothing added nothing nothing added up in that film and so you know with the release of this the snyder verse the snyder cut of the film you know everything made sense everything made sense everything you know, it took his time with the story, you know, the characters, you see why they're a team and everything. And so, I mean, you even had dark side, you know, so, you know, I don't understand. I don't understand why they won't move forward with this, this vision. I mean, it's kind of like it's hard not to move forward with it because you're using the same actors that have been portraying these characters started in the Snyderverse. So... Anyway, this just puzzles me, and um, hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, the the higher up managers over at Warner Brothers, you know, get their act together and you know and see 
you know, if you got something good on your hands, you know, why would you want to, as she says, put a nail in that coffin? That's just a bad statement anyway. Why does it have to be a nail in the coffin? Why, why can't it be, oh, wow, this this really hit. So maybe we, even if we don't, even if they don't bring Zack Snyder back, at least maybe have him on as an executive producer and just hear out what his vision is, was for the future and continue on those threads. That's those story threads. You know, I mean, so moving forward, are they just going to pretend like Darkseid didn't exist? That they didn't just defeat Darkseid? I don't get it. I mean, are they going to reintroduce Darkseid? <laughs> you know, like, oh, uh, didn't, didn't we fight you before? Oh, no, that was in another universe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just ridiculous. I'm just being funny, but that's ridiculous. So. Um, so anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Um, but I'll be, you know sticking to this story closely you know as far as you know because i know the hashtags i think it got 1.5 million hashtags of restore the uh snyderverse this weekend and uh i gladly joined in you know because i really after seeing the this this version of the justice league i want to see where it goes you know i want to see more of dark side i want to see more of you know the uh, apocalypse i want to see more of that world i want to see what what can we salvage from that you know, moving forward. So anyway, um, I'll be passionately looking forward to this, uh, this story. Hopefully, you know, they'll, like I said, they'll come to their senses and, and, and do right by the fans do right by us, even though they did right by releasing this thing, you know, but I think in fact, and let's talk about that. Actually, I think the only reason they've released this Snyder cut, this is just my speculation. I think that there was some type of legal, uh action involved i mean everything i mean as the fans we don't know everything that happened behind the scenes i know that uh zach snyder lost his his daughter which was very unfortunate and sad and i'm sorry that you know uh he lost his daughter like that you know halfway through the filming of justice league and then you know uh joss whedon came on and but for me i think there's this is my speculation i think that there's a lot more that went on behind the scenes and i think that there was some some legal action or maybe either some a threat of some legal action if they didn't let Zack snyder uh finish this this film um that's just my take on it um because like i said earlier this is a business at the end of the day it is a business and as much as we the fans and everyone wants to believe oh warner brothers they just out of the purity of their heart, they just decided to answer the call of the fans and give Zack Snyder $20 million to remake his film, to let him finish his film because it's the right thing to do. No, 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 no. No, that, that's just unheard of. I don't think, uh, <laughs> no, that's that's $25 million. I think it was either 20 or $25 million they, they uh, gave him to finish this film. And no, they, they don't do things like that. Hollywood doesn't work like that. Where they, I can see them, you know, maybe giving them uh, a few pennies here to do a director's cut, maybe, you know, several years later. But 2020, that's like almost a, a, a new independent film, you know. And so I don't I just don't believe that Warner Brothers out of the kindness, quote unquote, kindness of their heart uh, gave Zack Snyder the money to finish this film based on you know oh we want to do it because it's the right thing to do just for the fans no i think 
me personally, this is just my opinion. I think that there was some type of legal, a threat of some legal action uh, going on behind the scenes where I don't know. I don't know how it adds up, but look, if you don't let me finish this film, then I will sue you and you're going to really have some problems. Warner Brothers. I think that's what the issue was. But, you know, that's neither here and there, here or there. But um, that's just what I think. I think that there is just come on. I mean, twenty five million dollars. I just couldn't see a studio just doing that. Just just out of the goodness of their hearts. Um, but with that said, you know, um, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm hoping and that could also contribute to why they don't want to move forward with, you know, the Snyderverse because they just want to. OK, we we gave this money, you know. We got you, you finished your film. Now we just want to part ways. We don't want to work with you anymore, you know, um, because if they were on a good working, if they were on a good working relationship, you know, moving forward after this Snyder uh, cut, then they would say, hey, um, let's bring him back. Because, you know, uh, this 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 Snyderverse, uh, this Justice League seems to be working with everyone. So let's uh, maybe we can talk, bring you in, you know. But so that's why I believe that maybe they're not on good terms, you know, you know, but it's, it's more. Like I said, it's, as they say, more than meets the eye behind this story. You know, a lot of things that we don't know about as the fans and as the public that went on behind closed doors um, legally, I think. Um, but, um, you know, it's just unfortunate, man. I mean, for something that is just hitting on every cylinder, just I mean, this film just fires on every cylinder and it's definitely worth the wait. Um, you know, that's. The theatrical cut i'll never watch that ever again i mean after seeing this it's kind of like how can you go back once you've seen once you've gotten vegetables why do you want to go back to fast food you know what i mean so you know i, I don't ever want to see that uh theatrical cut because when i saw it the first time i was like oh my goodness what is this what am i watching and i sat in the theater for that you know i sat in the theater and watched that film uh when it came out when was it back in 2017 and i, and I think i watched it that one time and i wanted to walk out but you know i haven't walked out on the film in in years you know and um but anyway it was the worth it was worth the wait i mean after seeing this theatrical cut i mean the this snyder cut of the justice league it's like wow how can you have been sitting on this for four years this masterpiece and then you're gonna release that crap in the theaters that other crap in oh my goodness anyway um but like i said you know i'll be uh sticking close to this story and hopefully things will work out for the good you know moving forward you know with uh the dc uh cinematic universe uh moving forward so we will see we will see so this next story comes actually i wanted to talk about this last week but since i did that uh, review i didn't get a chance to but um i wanted to talk about this rumor that's going around uh that christopher nolan um may be coming over to the marvel cinematic universe and um uh there's a rumor uh that he actually met with uh, uh marvel studios um, which I would suppose he met with Kevin Feige over at Marvel Studios in uh, the prospects of maybe hopefully uh, directing a Marvel film. Um, I don't know to what extent, you know, this uh, this meeting uh, was. I don't know if it's for one film or if it's for 
a new franchise or is it fits for, you know, um, perhaps something on Disney plus, um, personally, me personally, I think the sky's the limit. Um, first of all, with Christopher Nolan, um, a brilliant filmmaker, I've been following him for years. Um, I've seen, I think I've seen just about all of his films. Um, the recent one that he did, uh, Tenet, I haven't seen that yet. And that's only due to, you know, uh, the pandemic and, and, and such. But, um, um, as far as, you know, in the superhero realm, I mean, everyone who knows me knows that Dark Knight, the Dark Knight trilogy is, has elevated as one of my top, not only superhero films, but just films in general of all time. Um, these days, it's kind of hard to narrow down, you know, when you start talking about top five superhero films, because, you know, post uh, post 2005, we gotten we've gotten so many superhero films now. It's kind of hard to actually, you know, do a top five list. But um, I can tell you personally that the Dark Knight trilogy is up there in uh, it's up there at the, at the top near the top of the list. Um, and I always say I, I actually I can't choose between, you know, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. I think those films are equally good, you know, flaws and all. Um, each of those films have flaws. Um, yes, even uh, The Dark Knight had some flaws, you know, but um, and, you know, some flaws in The Dark Knight Rises more than others. But still, I mean, you know, that's just being nitpicky. I mean. Um, but I say that to say that each of those films were brilliant, I thought. And um, so when it comes to, you know, doing a top, you know, a top list of superhero films or films in general, I usually don't separate those films. I, in, I include those. Each film is like one long film. And so I, that's why I always say the Dark Knight trilogy um, instead of just saying, you know, one film from the trilogy. I always included it as, you know, just one long film because each of those films work so well together i mean they gel so perfectly um together in my in my opinion but um with that backstory i just think that christopher nolan i'm just i mean the speculation can you know you can just go mad with speculation man i mean i mean you know how i love the x-men man i mean i'm just thinking of what an x-men christopher nolan film wow man that would be exciting man um uh, I mean, you know, for X-Men, we need something. We need a X-Men reboot like no other. I mean, what Fox did, 20th Century Fox did with X-Men is just, man, it's, it's hard to even talk about. You know, I mean, I love Hugh Jackman. I think he did a great job uh, portraying Wolverine. Um, you know, I liked all the actors. All the actors were great. The acting was fine. You know, it's just the plot. The writers and the, the story and, you know, the, the creative choices that they decided to go with. And on top of that, studio meddling and things like that all contributed to uh, the X universe under 20th Century Fox being what it was. But anyway, I say that to say what we need as far as far as X-Men is concerned, we need a. I always say this. We need a Batman Begins style reboot of the X-Men. Um, and it's kind of ironic that we're actually talking about Christopher Nolan in the con, the conversation of, you know, Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because what he did, what Christopher Nolan did with Batman Begins, 
I didn't think possible at the time because, um, you know, when you got to think when Batman Begins came out in 2005, at this point, we were about, what, six years, six, maybe five, six years out from Batman and Robin with George Clooney. And, uh, you know, during that time, I was like, oh, my goodness, Batman is done on film. Yeah. <laughs> They don't need to make any more Batman films. I mean, they just totally just ran the character into the ground as far as, you know, on film is concerned. I mean, I don't know what was the thought process behind. Well, actually, I do. And, you know, in hindsight, we know that, you know, uh, they wanted to make toys and, you know, uh, lawyers, you know, in suits. They wanted to cash out or cash in on the Batman uh, goofiness, the campiness of the 60s and everything. And they totally take took it from where Tim Burton started it into uh, a place that they should have never went, you know, but, um, but I say that to say as a a pre um, to kind of set things up, you know, with Christopher Nolan that, you know, as far as, you know, Batman coming back to, you know, on film and Batman begins, I hesitated because I was like, Oh no, we don't need another Batman film. But then when I saw the film, I was like, wow, I can't believe what I'm watching here. I mean, this film is not only good. I mean, it's not only a good superhero film, but it's a really good film. It makes you think, you know, the the, the plot, it has a, a really a real story to it. It, it. it makes you think it makes you it questions things. It was just it was just a great, great film all around. And um, I say that to say that with the X-Men I think the X-Men is in a similar place on film because after X-Men Dark Phoenix and X-Men Apocalypse, I mean, those films, they have their fans, but mostly they weren't. Well, I mean, let me just speak for myself. Those films, I didn't like those films at all. Um, I thought they were bad. They were very, very bad. <laughs> they they weren't good at all, um, especially Dark Phoenix. Um, I don't know. I can't even. Uh, pick which one, Dark Phoenix or uh, or Apocalypse. Um, but um, I think that what is it's, and it's in a similar place that you know Batman was in almost a decade earlier, and for Christopher Nolan to come in to do a, a, not only a great X Men film but a great film, and that you know it's thought provoking, it's uh, political. It's because the X-Men are political. I mean, you can't escape that. I mean, it's kind of the, the metaphor for racism and tolerance and things like that and being an outcast. And, and that's all. That's the gist of the X-Men. That's their theme. And for Christopher Nolan, you know, he's a thought provoking uh, director for him to come in and just totally knock it out of the park and give us an X-Men like we've never seen on film before with not only the action and the adventure and the characters that we love, but a really, really good story, oh, that would be just what the doctor ordered um, in my eyes. And um, I'm just saying X-Men because, you know, I, I would love him to come and do an X-Men film if he were to come over uh, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, but there's other speculations also. Um, I know we already uh, got a, a director for uh, the Fantastic Four, so um, that would be out. Um but I don't know what other things, you know, like uh, uh, the Silver Surfer, you know, um, uh, Christopher Nolan Silver Surfer, Surfer. That would uh, that would be a an interesting uh, pairing. 
a thought-provoking Silver Surfer? <laughs> um, I don't know, but I mean, could it be something on uh, uh, Disney Plus? I mean, now with Disney Plus, I mean, the sky's the limit. You know, we can he can do like a, a miniseries, a one-shot. It's just, oh man, the speculation. I can go on and on speculating about what Christopher Nolan can do over at uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I know he's not too uh, happy with uh, Warner Brothers right now because there was the whole controversy last year um, with his film being released on uh, HBO Max. And uh, I don't know the logistics of it, but the ultimate, ultimately, I think Christopher Nolan was, wasn't too happy with uh, uh, Warner Brothers releasing their films on HBO Max. Um, but dude, it's, it's a pandemic. I mean, come on, man. I mean, this is uncharted territory. I mean, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's a business. Um, and if you can't release in theaters, you know, that's just my take on it. Um, uh, Christopher Nolan, but, uh, <laughs> um, but I don't know, man, but you know, he's a great filmmaker, man. I would love to see, uh, personally, I would love to see him, uh, uh do something with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Anything he does would be interesting would definitely intrigue me um wishful thinking would you know just have him doing an uncanny x-men film but uh we'll see i mean i'm definitely going to be keeping close to this um like i said i meant to talk about it um last week um, but i didn't get a chance to but that's definitely um big news that's that's like hot 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 news christopher nolan in the marvel cinematic universe and you know marvel they're in for they really, at this point, I mean, they need a, a kind of a, a reboot of their cinematic universe, um, if you will. I mean, because, you know, Endgame was so epic and grand that you need to kind of restart it with something different and new. And Christopher Nolan, his his style of filmmaking would be would definitely be a different take on, you know, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and, you know, I think Marvel, they're like. A creative uh, uh, company. They really uh, champion their creative creatives and whoever they bring in uh, to be a, either a showrunner or a director or whatever. You know, they really champion their creative people that that they have working for them um, and let give them the freedom that they need to, you know, do their film and you know uh, and you know whatever the project is. You know, give them the creative freedom to, you know, do what they were hired for. And so I think that that would be that's definitely in line with uh, Christopher Nolan, because I know he's a, a creative director who loves to have, you know, uh, creative freedom. And I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll see if they can they can gel and, you know, do something, some type of magic and kick something out for us that, you know, that, you know, all the fans love and the critics and everyone will love. So um, once again, you know, I'll be sticking close, definitely sticking close to this story in the weeks and months to come. And finally, this last story is uh, coming from, uh, I see this come, this story coming from IndieWire and it's about Black Widow finally releasing, finally, finally getting Black Widow um, uh, on July 9th. And uh, let's see, what does the article say? It says, uh, Disney moves Black Widow to July, releasing in movie theaters and Disney Plus streaming. Um, it says, Disney is modifying its release strategy again for the upcoming uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe entry, Black Widow. 
Um, yeah, because I know this film was supposed to, ugh, so many times. Uh, we've gotten some false starts with this film. Um, but uh, let me see what it says. Uh, the film will open in theaters on July 9th, but it will also launch on the studio's streaming platform, uh, Disney Plus, on the same day. Um, well, I mean, I mean, first of all, my fire for this film has not cooled since I saw that first trailer, those first two trailers. So, I mean, I'm on fire for this film. I've been waiting to see this film regardless. Um, I don't care how long it took to come out. Um, because this film is a film that I've been looking forward to for the last, ever since the, you know, cinematic universe started. Well, in its initial beginnings with Iron Man 2, I've always been the champion of seeing a, a Black Widow film. And um, it's unfortunate that, you know, this pandemic, you know, kind of um, uh, knocked her film release out, you know, out of the, uh, you know, uh, the release schedule for last year. But um I mean, it had to happen, as they say in the comics. It had to happen sooner or later. I mean, you can't just keep holding it. And um, personally, I think they could have, they should have released it on uh, Disney Plus, um, you know, a long time ago. But, um, but you know, I understand. You know, this is like uncharted, uncharted territory with uh, this pandemic and how to navigate, you know, um, business and theatrical releases and things like that. You know. Um, I know some movie theaters are starting to reopen again. Um, you know, vaccines are going out and things like that. So I don't know. I don't know. But um, I'm glad that the film is uh, being released on uh, Disney Plus also. Um, you know, film to give that option, you know, the film in theaters or on Disney Plus. Um, I can't wait. I mean, I can't wait to see it. I mean, you know, I've been... Like I said, looking forward to it for such a long time. But, you know, like I said, I mean, I'm still as excited for it. You know, I've been hearing some fans, you know, kind of nitpick. Oh, is this film is is this still film still uh, uh, releasing or is it are you still talking about this film? But shoot, I'm still on fire for this thing. I mean, the trailer was so good. You know, there's some trailers I see in movies where it's like, eh, you know, I mean, if this if the trailer wasn't good. You know, I still would probably want to see it, but, but, um, you know, like I said, some films, you know, when the trailer is not good, it's kind of like, uh, you know, and then if it took, you know, forever to, or if they were postponing it forever, then, then, you know, I could see maybe, uh, you know, the fire being quenched a little bit, but shoot, those trailers were, were great, man. I mean, those first two trailers was like in the TV spots that they did. I mean, it was just like going up, 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 <laughs> you know, and so, you know, it never came down, you know, it just time doesn't change, you know, so, you know, long it's been what a year. So, I mean, you know, it hasn't changed. I'm still, you know, uh, up on that high, you know, from seeing those trailers. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I can July 9th can't get here fast enough. So it's about time. It's about time. Um, I'm sure I'll probably do a review of that film, too, when it release releases. So. Um, you know, stay tuned for that in the future. But um, definitely, definitely, that's uh, uh, in the top five films that I want to see this year. And I'm finally glad we're getting it. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Gouache Universe podcast. Once again, you can find me on all of the interwebs, just at Gouache Universe. 
And also be sure to check out my first comic book, which is in digital stores right now on Comixology. So download the Comixology app on Google Play or Apple on Apple and um, get that book. It's called The Native Quest, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Science fiction, fantasy, adventure, action, suspense, everything. Um, again, that's Comixology, the Comixology app. You can read it on your phone, your digital tablet, your computer, on the way to work, around the house, vacation. So make sure you check that out. And once again, I'll be back next week with more news. But until then, I'll see you in the universe.